welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the book Granite Zero. You can find it on Amazon. That is the life and story of Sean Tomo Thompson, the host and founder of Granite Zero podcast. And it's basically a step-by-step guide through my life. It took a lot out of me. It took a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of emotion, and a lot of motivation to get it out there. Um, so yeah, you can find it on Amazon. Uh, if you buy it, then it will help support myself and the podcast. Um, and it's a good read, I think. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by Infusion CBD. Now. CBD is scientifically proven to help with all sorts, you know, aches and pains in the muscles and joints, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, PTSD, even skin issues like acne, eczema, that sort of thing. It's brilliant. Uh, And I personally use Infusion. Now, I use the muscle rub for my uh, joint pain within my ankles and my knees. And I also use uh, the oil. Um, I take it before I go to bed to help aid my sleep. Um, And it is brilliant. I use it, you know, and yeah. So this episode is episode 99. Can you believe it? I'm almost at the magic 100. And not only that, Episode 100 will be landing on the two-year, or almost the two-year anniversary of Granite Zero. So, I cannot wait for that. But this podcast is brilliant. It is a an award-winning tattoo artist, artist herself, mother, wife, and just overall awesome, awesome woman. So, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Chantel Cody McCoon. Check it out. Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Are you having a good Sunday? Yes, good so far. Good so far. Like you just said before we um, hit record, cheat day to all the biscuits. Yep, chocolate digestives. <laughs> uh, and then ice cream layer. Oh, I love it. I was going. I was going to say uh, we could steal something from Sunday brunch there. What's the king of the tin? What, what's your What's your go to biscuit? Oh, chocolate digestive. Yeah, just basic. All day, <laughs> all day, all day. My my missus made a um a batch of um cookies the other day, homemade cookies, but they came out sort of um like a hobnob. It was like a a, a milk okay. chocolate milk chocolate chip hobnob she made somehow. I don't know how she did it, but I was like, these are amazing. And I I, I went back to go grab some more, and the eldest she had eaten a lot. They're all gone. I was like, brilliant. So I'm the one that's going out to work all day. Nice. And I come home and there's no there's no biscuits left. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, my son's got into baking lately and he baked some um Mexican wedding cookies, which I've never had before. And they were nice. they were really good. Yeah. Like these little things with um pecans in. Kids are brilliant, aren't they? The things they come out with and 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 oh. do. They, yeah like i've said yeah. a, a, a few times on on the podcast because um basically the reason why i started the podcast was to aid in my you could call it a recovery is to aid with my mental health issues that i've got um 
Um, and my, my struggle was I never could talk about stuff. Um, so I started the podcast. And um, one of the main yeah. things that I've got for, for me, I'm not sure, I'm, it probably could be the same for most parents, I guess, but they're, they're like my, my shining light. They're my, they're my canary down the, down the well, as it were. Um, they're, they're the ones that keep me going. What's going on now? Got technical difficulties already. Oh man. Pause. Oh, I think that was me. I think yeah, that was me. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> it's my internet. So I'm down in the shed, so oh. my internet likes to um, pick and choose when it's good. Um, okay. But yeah, like I, like I was saying, um, my my kids are like my my canary down the mine shaft. They're they're my they're my shining light. They get me out. Don't know if you feel feel the same with your boy. Oh yeah, and my dogs. And, and the dogs. dogs. My yes. My first dog, um, Dexter. He's off. He's just he's that was one that was on my lap then. I've had him, he's 11 years old now, but he was like my first baby in a way, my first born, even though he's a dog. Oh, so yeah, he, he was with me through some really crappy times in my life. Um, yeah. I always put him my happy pill. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, you tend to find that a lot of people said similar things when it comes to dogs. I, I love yeah. dogs. Unfortunately, I've got a cat who makes me work for <laughs> Who makes me work for her affection? She's a pain in the ass, but nah, she she again, she's a bit of a fur baby, you might say. Um, yeah. But do, something about dogs, they know. They, oh, definitely. They, and they and they just, I found with a lot of um, veterans and and people that suffer with different sort of PTSD type um, mental health issues that they 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 get dogs or they get assigned a dog and things like that because they just little fucking stress relievers aren't they they're brilliant they are and they sense you as well they they know when you're not happy and you yeah and that you need them so yeah they are they're amazing animals yeah definitely um but one thing i definitely definitely have to talk to you about and that's obviously tattooing and being a tattoo yeah. artist obviously that has got to be one of the things that we have to bring up so if you're, I'm guessing you've always been into art, yeah. As a, as a as a collective, so what yeah. what sort of what sort of got you on that that sort of path to becoming an artist? Um, well, I used to. I mean, I come from a big family. I've got four sisters and two brothers. So I, yeah, two, <laughs> two older sisters and an older brother, and then two younger sisters and a younger brother. So I was right in the middle. I was like the, you know, I was. I went through hell as a kid, basically. <laughs> I in the position I was in. So I, I took to drawing to kind of escape, I think. I, I mean, I don't know. I was young when I first got into it, but I used to draw so much that my stepdad would bring home that really old fashioned um, printer paper, you know, that was he had all the holes on the sides. Oh, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Green lines and stuff. He would bring that home from work because they couldn't afford drawing pads all the time for me because I'd go through them like every day so I would have that or um, my mum would buy wallpaper old wallpaper for me to just draw on the back of oh, so from a young age I was really really into art obsessed of it and my mum um, would show me things like Salvador Dali and then I got into H.R. Geiger and or Giga sorry pronounced that wrong and then um, yeah I, I just loved art and then one day I saw um, I don't even remember where the magazine came from but it was a magazine and in it was a photo of this woman stood by a motorbike and she was wearing really low cut skinny leather jeans and like this little crop top and she had these tattoos and I just <laughs> saw her and thought, fuck, that is the coolest girl I've ever seen in my life. I <laughs> yeah. look like that. So literally the next day I designed a, a tribal tattoo. I went to the local tattooist and got my first tattoo and I was 14. 14, um, bloody hell, 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was working in, um, like, the local kind of alternative metal shop. Um, Got you. So I, I knew everyone in, like, in the tattoo scene and, like, the music scene and where I live in Swindon. So, so yeah, it wasn't really an issue getting a tattoo done because, I, you know, I advertised them as well because I didn't really wear much clothing when I worked <laughs> <Yeah>. in that <laughs> shop. So everything was on view. Um but yeah, so I got my first tattoo and it was like, wow, 
I can make money from art if I did this. And that's what, yeah, yeah. that was the dream to just do art for a living somehow. And um, that's awesome. yeah, they told me, they told me where the door was. They were like, nah, we don't want to train you. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah. They were like, oh, nah, if we, if we train you up, your, your competition, we don't want or need that. So no. <laughs> that's amazing how, so, how certain um, people think like, I've always been in the mindset, like when I've done different styles of coaching, whether it was uh, personal training or um, or football or basketball or anything like that, I've always yeah. wanted the people that I'm coaching to become better than me. Because yeah. then it showed how good I was as a coach. It's like, look, I, I introduced that person to tattooing or, or art or, or even say being a guitarist or something. And it's like, that's a bit of me there because I trained them up. But some people are yeah. like, no, I ain't training because then you'll be better than me and I'm not having that. Yeah. Well, back then as well, there weren't really female tattooers around. I mean, there were, but not like now. It was completely yeah, yeah, yeah. different industry back then. But yeah, no, I kept kept trying and trying. And I went and did uh, my diploma in fine arts when I was living in Australia. And then it was actually in Australia that I got the opportunity for an apprenticeship. So oh, I jumped on it. Yeah, because yeah. my, my cousin did a um, a similar sort of route. He was my, my cousin. He he's always been well, he's always been the best artist I've ever seen personally as a as a like one to one. Um, but he was more of an animator. His cartoons and things like that he drew. I was like I was in awe because I'm a complete retard when it comes to drawing. My hands don't work. Um, I've got all these ideas that go in my head. Can I put them onto paper? No. But he <laughs> he's brilliant. He's brilliant with his with his artwork, and he just didn't seem to get that step into becoming an animator. And he's now a tattooist up in um, I want to say Newcastle, but I could be well wrong. Um, but yeah, it's like that could be that's like a stepping like people that can draw tend to like I could probably do something with that. Yeah. Or it goes horribly wrong where they think they can do it, <laughs> and it's like oh I'm not holding a pencil. I'm, uh, no. I'm holding some of the vibrates. He was saying that he gets a lot of like um, issues with his joints and things from holding the. Is it a needle? I, I might be wrong. Is machine. it a needle? We'll machine. call it the machine. Yeah, from the vibrations and things. Is that something that you've ever had an issue with? No, he might. He might still be using like old heavy coil machines. Oh, uh, possibly. Or it might be just he's yeah. really weak. <laughs> <Could be>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah it's probably it's probably the weakness <laughs> yeah he's got tiny wrists yeah probably like really limp wrists yeah <laughs> his boyfriend <laughs> would be really happy <laughs> so, you so you lived in australia for a bit yeah i lived out there for five years oh nice yeah completely different completely different I'm guessing from over here I don't know I've never been yeah yeah it's a beautiful place um but I got really homesick I, I mean when I first moved out there as well like I, I stood out a lot because I was heavily tattooed and girls out there weren't really heavily tattooed back then so I'd go to the beach or something and I would just be stared at it was really uncomfortable yeah. whereas now it's completely different but yeah yeah, when I, was, yeah I agree there like previously back in like the noughties and and that it was like oh she's got a tattoo she, yeah. she's gonna be a rock stay away from her and now it's like like normal except with normal whatever normal is but you tend to find like normal girls with quite a fair few tattoos now it's like yeah, it's, it's a, just it's so accepted now yeah it's i think it's awesome i love tattoos uh always have done i've, I've got four myself I, i've always wanted more um and it's that it's, it's addictive isn't it the, yeah, the feel lovely. of it definitely like I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a complete wimp when it comes to pain like but there's something about having being tattooed it just it's quite relaxing um, oh, I find yeah yeah it's and, all, if you can get your your head in the zone then you're all good yeah definitely and I just like the different meanings behind like the heartfelt stuff that you can have put on or, or things that mean stuff to you or, mm. or just whatever, you know, it's, 
it's just a way of expression and i like that yeah like, like you said you're you're covered in tattoos so it's, it's a brilliant way to express did you did you find though that like growing up with having all these tattoos that people tend to shy away from talking to you at all no because um i mean when my first like lot of tattoos really were all tattoos that i could hide uh, got you. So yes. none of them were massively visible. Like they, I had the the tribal piece that went all around my waist and then part up my back. I had um this little tribal piece here. So everything was stuff that was hidden. Um, and I'd have to literally show off if I wanted to show off. Oh, if you wanted to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it wasn't until I became a tattooist and realised I was good at it and it, this was a career for me that I started to get more visible tattoos but it was a while before I got my my like hands and my neck and stuff done yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas now a lot of people I mean we get people come into the studio and they don't even have a tattoo and they want their hand done or their neck done but yeah. we won't do that for them yeah I was gonna I was gonna say you, you tend you tend to find like do you is there anything that else that you wouldn't do like say someone said oh can I get my name tattooed on my forehead or something like that yeah <laughs> there's certain things that you go not oh, sorry i'm not putting my name to that because obviously that's yeah someone wearing having a tattoo is wearing your art isn't it yeah so exactly i, I mean i just go you know i've got a reputation there's one of my clients um andy he's always making comments on any of my social media posts about the fact that he never gets what he wants when he comes in to see me <laughs> yeah. but like yeah i mean you know, I remember one guy came in um, to the studio and he was like, oh, you know, I want to get tattooed by you. Here's my ideas. And I was like, no, nah, this shit. And he was like, oh, I heard you do this. So I brought backup ideas. <laughs> I was like, oh, Brilliant. my God, I got a reputation. <laughs> but no, no, like being, that's the problem. A lot of people, the clients that come into the studio, they'll come in because they've seen something that somebody else has got that they like or they'll have ideas but they don't know how to put it down because they're not an artist so that's my job so I'll you know yeah. if they come to me with somebody else's tattoo I won't do someone else's tattoo I won't copy other people's work I, I everything's yeah, custom yeah. to my studio so I generally will say no to most things that people come in with but then I give them like a design that's for them that's based on stuff so they end up with a better tattoo that's even more meaningful yeah, I like that. I I like that. Like I said uh, a minute ago, I I get all these ideas in my head, but I can't write them down. So having a, a tattoo artist where I can say, look, I would like this, this, and this. Is there any way you could put that on paper? And I would like it in this place. And I've the last tattoo uh, shop I went to, I was like, can I get this and this? And I showed them the design. They went, yeah, I'll just do that. It's like, well, I got this one off the internet though. Yeah, no, that's bad. We don't do that. We don't like have that. that, that yeah, that, that's, that's, that's that one there. That was the one that's like off the internet, which is your yeah. bog standard. You, you just Google that. Yeah. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I think I to me, it's what I exactly what I wanted because I, that's what I Googled. Um, mm. But in comparison, this is the one that my cousin done, which is my regiment tattoo, which is com it, completely his design. So yeah. it was a lot better. I said to him, basically, um, uh, my regiment's nickname was the Rock Apes. What can you do with that? So he basically drew an ape on a rock, but <laughs> but made it look <laughs> but made it look good, in my opinion. Yeah. Good anyway, um, but that that's the sort of thing where it's like, well, I kind of wanted you to have. I thought you'd be thinking out the box, but yeah. I'm I I say grew up. I used to watch those like, is it Miami Ink and LA Ink? I used to love those because they would go in with these ideas and they go, well, I'm not doing that. This, this yeah. is what I think. And that's so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's really good. I mean, they, they, were, they were all really good artists on those shows. Unfortunately, since those, like the newer tattoo shows that are around, I, I don't rate them at all. I don't rate the artists. I don't like the shows. I mean, I've been yeah, asked yeah. a number of times to be on them and I've said no. I won't. I yeah. don't want to be associated with that because I think it's not shining a good light on the industry. For example, that show Tattoo Fixers. Yeah, I was about to say Horrendous. Tattoo Fixers. Horrendous. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I'm known, I specialise in doing cover-ups. I have people travel from all over um, to come and get cover-ups done by me. And I do them well, and I 
I know that in six months time, because that's another thing, tattoos when they're fresh, you know, you can go over a black with a light color and it's all fresh because that pigment's sitting on the top. So it looks great in photos for the internet, but I know I'll see things like that and think six months time when that's fully healed, that's gonna look like shit. Um, yeah, they so never take swear on here. Yeah, of course you are. Swear as much <laughs> as you want. <laughs> so I, got, I, I swear a lot. So I forgot oh, that's to ask good. that before. So do I. So but, do um, I. <laughs> but yeah, so I see, I see a lot of like, and on that tattoo fixes, there was, um, they were stealing designs from really good artists. They were, they were going off saying, um, you know, I'll, I'll design something for you, and they were actually stealing designs from well-known tattoo artists, and it ended up being a case of the the program had to pay people under the table because yeah, um, plagiarism. They were starting to look at taking them to court for copyright of their designs. So, I mean, you get shows like that and I have no respect for them at all, uh, all the artists on them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Because I, I, I started watching it um, a few times and I was like, it's just, for one, the people that are on there anyway, they've got the shit tattoos. It's like, well, why did you why did you even think that was going to be good? Yeah. Um, and two, the, the I, I don't know, it's something about them. They seem very smarmy and arrogant and... Not, it's egos. Not There's a lot of egos in the industry, unfortunately. Big egos. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, a lot of the tattoos they were actually doing on there ended up looking worse than the original thing that they came in with. Yeah, definitely. The other one I don't like is um is it ta tattoo of us or just tattoo or something like that? The yeah, MTV they've asked one. me, I think, three or four times but, now to be on that show. Them. It's like why? No. What? I cover that stuff up. I don't put that on people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. You, guys, you guys have got that done. Now you're going to go on tattoo fixes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's a joke. It's really... And it's like, it's I've, so... I've got ideas for ta like tattoo shows, but they're not interested. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to do these crappy shows, which yeah. put the industry in a bad light. Yeah, and it, and it's... They tend tends to be the same sort of people that go on them, and it, it's... The only way I can, they're cunts. That's, there you go. I said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they've gone from the good shows like, um, like, like we mentioned a second ago, um, LA Inc, Miami Inc. And I think, was there a London Inc? I can't remember. It might have been Manchester or something. Yeah, like there was a London Inc. For Had, um, was it Ricky, Ricky Hatton's tattoo artist was on there, I believe. I can't remember. But they, they were good. I used to enjoy watching them. Yeah. Because they also showed them training up um apprentices and things like that showing them how they go through and it's like oh that's that's really interesting not that yeah. i could ever do that but i'm interested to watch it and it was why they got to have knobheads drawing penises on people it's like what i used to do that at school yeah. with a marker pen <laughs> yeah on the desk <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but Am I right in saying you were a, was it Tattoo Artist of the Year? What year was that? Award tattoo, tattoo Artist of the Year. I might have just made that up. That might have been absolutely bro science. Oh, what, no, I've been nominated. Um, ah, I've been nominated okay. a few times for Tattoo Artist of the Year. Um, and I've been in the, the top three. But no, I've been, I'm in a book, uh, Top 50 ah, Female Tattooists of the World. Um, of which the was, Look at that. Yeah, top 15 females in the world, which was like amazing. Um, yeah, I've been on like magazines, Tattoo Masters magazine, which, you know, you've got to be a really good tattooist to get on that. So, yeah. There you go. And I've won so, lots of awards. Award winning. That's what I meant. Not Tattoo Artist of the Year. Definitely made that one up. But I've given it <laughs> to you. So there you go. Winner. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed, though, you're wearing a red coat. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Power. Shout, shout out to Smudger. Smudger. I had, a, I, had I had Smudge on the uh, on the show. The owner. Oh, the did founder. you tell him to send me more stuff? It's been ages. <laughs> <laughs> Smudge, you're listening. I know you're listening, Smudge. You need to send more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. I, I'll I do love more Smudge. photos for him then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You'll love that. You'll love that. And uh, also, uh, going talking about art still considering i can't draw i love art um his artwork that he has uh with the red coat apparel stuff I've, i said it to him when he was on the show how much 
how more original it is than other people like other veteran companies yeah most veteran companies will have like a skull with a with an apache or something it's like oh all right cool but he's got all these different ideas of going back through the history of violence as he likes to call it yeah and there's there's so much more out there and so it's like some of his designs on that i'm like oh i'd love to get that towed but he's got one of a, a a red coat soldier that's stabbing someone with a bayonet and i'm like that's cool yeah, he's got some amazing designs. And I really like how um, all the colours he uses are quite muted. They're not bright yeah. in your face colours. Yeah, definitely. I love all that. Love all yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm honoured to wear it because I'd say about 70% of my clients are military or ex-military. So, you know, I've got a lot of respect for you guys. Yeah, so. you tend to find that, um, that squaddies do like, do like their tattoos. They it's, do, it's like a, and they're, they're a good laugh. Yeah, which is a funny thing because obviously in the in the Queen's regulations, it states that you really shouldn't have them. Um, but obviously everybody does. Everybody's yeah. got tattoos in the military. Um, I think it's more relaxed now. It's got to be covered. You can't have them on your hands and what have you. But so many of the lads that I served with were literally covered, like yeah, literally. Like they would, it would stop like on their neck, and that was about it. Because obviously the neck's showing, and not on the hands. But yeah, it's it's always been a big thing. I think it started like mainly in the navy, I believe. The navy used to have loads, like the anchor, and yeah, because they would travel. Yeah, because there's like there's lots of different hidden meanings behind some of the older tattoos, isn't there? Like the yeah, anchors there is. And things like that. Yeah, I mean, I I you know I'm always learning, which I love, um, and I. I had to go to a hospital the other day to A and E because I stabbed myself, and the, the guy that's huh? How would you stab yourself? How would you stab yourself? <laughs> you know what? It's going to sound stupid, but apparently it's a common thing, so I don't feel so bad. I was stabbed. I, I stabbed myself with a, a knife when I was trying to stab the avocado pip. I missed, I got the, you. I missed the pip and just went through my hand. Um, As you do. So I had to go. <laughs> As you do. So I had to go get stitched up. But the guy there was, um, he was from Ireland and he was talking about tattoos and how um, back originally in Ireland, it was the women that tattooed. It wasn't men. It was, oh, and right. it wasn't like, yeah, it was women were trained by their mums how to tattoo um, because they would tattoo the, like the, the tribe's logo um, onto the husband. Um, so that basically at war, if he was killed, they would see the tattoo on the body and know where to send him, what tribe to send him back to. So that was, I never knew that. That was a real nice thing to learn. Yeah, because because tattoos have obviously been around since fucking ancient times, like the Egyptians and all that used to have it all done, and the Mayans. So, but when you think about it, how much, like, have you ever had the, like the, or done or seen the one, the, the one in fucking, where is it, Thailand? Or they do the hammering with the needles. oh yeah yeah that, that just looks like it really hurts <laughs> yeah i've not got one of those done and i don't really want one but um, like, what, no, how are you going to do that well what i'm going to do is i'm going to get a massive stick with some needles and ink in it and i'm going to hammer it <laughs> that's originally how they started oh, i know all, that's crazy. you know oh Japanese it makes me yeah but, but yeah it's also um it's amazing, isn't it? The different things with tattoos. Because obviously it, it can be gang related as well. Like if you go back to like the mafia and things like that and, and the Yakuza yeah. that are covered in certain tattoos. It's like yeah. And then when you're in prison, different tattoos on your hand, teardrop. It's like wow. You can learn a lot about people by their by their ink. But yeah. you can also make a lot of assumptions about people with their ink. That's Which goes true. back to my original thing about did you have people that were a bit standoffish with yourself? But you said that more within your circle, it was sort of all right, wasn't it? Like you said, you worked in like yeah. a metal shop. So a metal shop, you said? Alternative. Yeah, rock. like alternative. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I, like when I was in Australia at the beginning, um, I was I was assistant manager of a restaurant out on the beach and I had a T-shirt, like the the restaurant's t-shirt on and this bit of tattoo showed up um out from the sleeve and I remember one guy grabbing me 
like groping, grabbing, saying and pointing at my tattoo, saying, "Is that an invitation?" Oh, I does didn't it, handle that it... very well. <laughs> <laughs> How did you handle that one? <laughs> I told him it was an invitation for him to go fuck himself, and I got yes. a bit of trouble for that. But well, would you respect that's fucking? That's not. I know. Don't just go around I know. people. But I did. I found that a lot back in you know a while back. I used to get grabbed a lot. Like I would be out at a bar or something and guys would just grab my arms to look at my tattoos and it's like you're physically fucking touching me like what are you doing don't fucking touch yeah, me yeah. like there's no need for that is it like you could go up to a, a girl or a, a pretty girl and say look you i've noticed you've got tattoos can i have a look at something i'm sure you'd go well yeah that's why i've got them for you to look at but you don't need to go and fucking don't be all handsy mate come on you'd be surprised how handsy people can be yeah yeah, I'll tell you what, not that I, I've ever witnessed this personally because I can't grow a proper beard, but people with massive beards as well tend to find they go, oh, can I stroke your beard? <laughs> what is that a thing? Well, that's like, that's like the opposite of guys grabbing a girl to look at the <laughs> tattoos. Girls are grabbing guys and just groping oh, up the beards. Big old bushy I've, beard. I have friends say they feel violated by girls when they're out because they just grab the beards. <laughs> Well, some blokes take a lot of time and effort to groom their beard like properly, don't they? They have like beard straightening, the oils and, and, and the oils, and you get some chick with their sweaty palms. Oh, get off! I'm not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! Oh, but yeah, is that an invitation? Does it does it say please grab me as a tattoo? Yeah, definitely. Definitely not. But yeah, go, going back to my point about um, people's like sort of assumptions, I've done it before. There's a, a guy that walks around uh, the site that I work on and he is literally head to toe tattoos. Like yeah. His face is completely covered with some sort of pattern. I don't know what it is. I'm sure the guy's a lovely bloke, but I haven't gone out of my way to go, you're right, mate. How you doing? Because he seems like it's like, oh, he seems a bit, bit, bit of a ruffian with all his tattoos over his face. But that that's just that's just me. I'm like oh, I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm sure, again. I'm sure he's probably a fucking decent bloke. They probably have yeah. some stories to tell. But it's it's one of those. It's, I don't know if it's the way you're sort of brought up in in modern society to go. Oh, he's tattooed his, his face. Yeah. So, like, but that that actually goes in my head. You know, it's like that's somewhere where I probably would never think to get a tattoo would be on my face. Yeah. What I mean, talking about growing up, like my son, he's eight. And, you know, I think he's going to be like a, a great person when he's older, because like being around me and my husband and stuff, he's he's around a whole kaleidoscope of different types of people. Yeah. yeah. And how that like within a very kind of eclectic industry, you know, the music that. for my husband yeah. and the art from me, but then he goes to conventions with me. So he sees people tattooed and pierced and looking crazy, you know, and a lot of kids out there that are brought up in a just a you know bog standard home, parents working yeah, yeah. in offices and you know things like that. If they see people like that in the street, they'll stop and stare and point and things like that. Whereas my, my son is just like it's oh, normal yeah, it's just, to him. Uh, so he's got no judgment. Yeah, yeah there's no judgment. Yeah. I love that. I try I try my hardest to bring my um my daughters up that way. My my daughters are the kindest, most gentle people, little souls you'll ever meet. They are lovely. Um but they have training them to moments. kick ass though. Oh yeah, definitely. My my eldest, her I'm teaching her a few techniques for like jujitsu type techniques, and her her rear naked choke that she can do is lethal. Nice. She was she was messing around with her granddad. This would have been, yeah, literally last year. So it was my birthday. They were messing around on the sofa. My uh, my father-in-law is a Liverpool fan, and he keeps trying to wind my kids up because obviously we're Man United in this family. Um, <laughs> so there's a bit of rivalry, and uh, he was winding her up, and she managed to sneak around and got his back, and she sunk this rear naked choke in. And you could see the panic on his face, and I was like, Jet. Jess, you need to let go. Let go. <laughs> That's your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she's they 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 take no shit, but they are very the youngest definitely takes no shit. She she has all the sass you'd ever see from a little person. 
uh, little mannerisms and all that. Um, nice. But again, they're they're, so, they're they're lovely. Like they'll go and if they, if they see it's hard for them at the minute. Like we went for like I mentioned, we went for a walk, and there's a few kids that are playing and they are itching to go and mingle. Yeah. Um, and be kids and go and play in the sandpit and kick a football about or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I try my, like I said, I try my hardest to be a bit more, uh, that was a good word, eclectic in terms of what what they see and who they see and what is like, if just because he's got, like like I was saying, just because he's got a tattoo on his face doesn't mean he's a bad person and, and things like yeah. that. But it, it, is, it is difficult, like, I was when I was growing up, my my parents sort of frowned on tattoos. For I don't I have no idea why, but they were like, "Well, you can't have tattoos." Well, I can. I want. Yeah, one. My, well, my dad said only prostitutes and hookers get tattoos. When I pointed one out on a woman when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, similar sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I it's disappointed like... him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, guess what, Dad? I'm neither. I'm a success. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 it is a strange one, and it's still I still find it strange. Like um, I was reading because I'm a, I'm the site manager now of of where I work. But this is uh, and I was going through the SOPs that we've got the standard operating procedures, and I, I flicked through one page and it was um, dress and and how to be presented. They're security officers, so they're going to be in suits anyway but it says um it says something about tattoos in there like are they appropriate and in correct places like well why does that matter in this day yeah it's it doesn't it no it doesn't it doesn't mean he's not going to be any more efficient than joe blogs over here because he's got a tattoo of a swan i don't know i don't know where swan came from but <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean he's yeah. mad though isn't but but you're saying your your husband's a musician is that um, correct in that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, awesome. He's Ryan McCombs. Um, he's a singer of Soil and he was a singer of Drowning Pool as well. Ah, oh, awesome. Yeah, he's done he's done a lot of tours in Iraq, like doing shows out there and things like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but tell you what, it's better than the what the shit that we had when we were out there. We had like like. I swear it was K-pop or some shit, but it was oh like a like, a like some sort of. It was awful. I was like, "What is this? Why are we getting?" It's like you go over and you see the Americans, and the Americans have like all sorts that come over. They yeah, have they have decent like, rock bands. Yeah, rock bands, stand-up comics, all, all sorts that come out there, and we get like someone that's done Eurovision or something. It's like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Although we did have Daniel Craig when I was out there, we had Daniel Craig, and he um, he gave us a special screening of Skyfall when that first came out. That was the last time I was on tour, which was good because I'm a I like a bit of James Bond. I'm a bit of a geek like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but so you also I've noticed I did I did do a little. A little spy for your uh for your instagram so you, you do like to keep a bit keep fit a little bit smash yeah, out the fears. to be honest I, this lockdown this last one i've just lost my motivation at the moment i'm doing Preach. i do ring fit <laughs> with my son but like uh, yeah. yeah i think the I'm weather's the yeah the weather's not good because i was out it, running and winter. stuff before and, yeah yeah i was the same like the first lockdown I, I was i was smashing the fears i was out in the fields behind doing doing all sorts taking wearing my weighted vest doing some workouts this time i'm like oh fuck it and i, I looked at myself in the mirror the other day and i was like oh <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> no wonder my suits don't fit um but yeah, yeah no, i've still uh, been eating healthy and everything but just um i just haven't been exercising as much but we're coming into march so the weather's going to get good and hopefully gyms will be opening again shortly and that's more that's more my thing i was swimming three times a week with my son and my sister and then yeah. i'm i'm more into weights than cardio cardio i hate cardio same same, same. Preach. so Preach. i miss all the weight <laughs> definitely and i'm, I'm yeah. the same like I, I 
I, I do a outside boot camp every year. I'm one of the trainers there, but give me the gym anytime. I, yeah. I prefer, I'd prefer to deadlift God knows what weight rather than go, Tomo, you're going for a run today. Oh, I hate it. I hate running. I'm not built for running. I'm, I'm the shape of a wardrobe. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not built yeah, for no, running. The only uh, cardio I've ever really enjoyed was when I used to do jujitsu with um, Gracie's. So that was great. That was good cardio, but I was also learning to kick ass. But. You're learning to kick ass, great cardio. And what a lot of people don't realize, you're carrying other people's body weight on you as well. And you're yeah. trying to move them around so you're especially if you've got someone bigger than you trying to train i did um last time i did any rolling i did it with um again a uh, a friend of mine and he is at least 20 possibly 30 kilos less than me and this man pretty much raped me <laughs> <laughs> There's me trying to, I, I was trying to, like, I know you're not, you're not supposed to with jujitsu. I, I was trying to use my strength too much because I knew that I could, I'm stronger than him in that sort of aspect. I can lift more weight, that sort of thing. But because of his technique and the way he felt at least 40 kilos heavier than me. So really? I was trying to lift him up and I'm like, this guy is, he's, why is he so heavy? <laughs> Yeah, humbled me. That's the that's the only way I can describe it. He humbled me. I used to get into trouble a lot actually. My my trainer would say like, when I'm when I'm in it, I all my technique goes out the window and I just become violent. <laughs> I, like, well, I think you need to take. Yeah. That. You, did, you should you should do Muay Thai instead. Oh, I did. I I was doing that because um I have a couple of friends here that I went to school with Fisher Brothers and they are they're like insane in that and they've got their own um club here but my problem is I'm a southpaw boxer but I'm yeah. right footed with kicking so I couldn't like uh, I, I, so it's, they had a lot of issues with me <laughs> so I just I bet, stuck with I boxing bet. yeah oh, so I box as boxing. Well. yeah I haven't I I was um I used to train a lot I was doing all of those sports and I was um actually going to train to fight but one of my trainers put me in hospital during a oh, sparring nice. session. Huh? That was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was an asshole. He wanted to give me my first black eye. He didn't succeed. He just gave me concussion and whiplash. But um, oh, nice. so I ended up in, yeah, I had to go to hospital. But then it was my son's reaction when he saw my face, like all yeah. kind of smashed up and stuff. So I, I realized then it, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know exactly what you mean there. Yeah, I train to the point that, you know, if I need to, I can kick ass. But um, mm. that that was enough for me. But I've got my son. He's he's doing um, jujitsu and karate. I think, I think that's, a, that's a hell of a base, I think, jujitsu. I'm going to try and eat. Like, I've done a little bit with the girls. I'm not exactly any sort of expert at all. I know a few techniques um, and a few things through close protection, that sort of thing that I can. I know yeah. different locks and things like that. Uh, but it's something I want them to do. But they're very girly girls. They they like really? their gymnastics. They like their ballet. They like dance and things like that. It's like, well, I need you to be able to protect yourself for when I'm not there. Um, yeah. And so that's the best thing for girls. Definitely, I think so. I totally agree. My niece is is got chimp strength. Like we were we we went on holiday and uh, I was messing around with her, throwing her about the swimming pool and that. But she's like she's like a little chimpanzee. She's ridiculous. Her strength that she's got, and she was getting me in all these different. It was lucky that I'm I'm a, a lot bigger, so I can literally just shake her off, get off. But she was like, I was like, if you get me in this armbar, I'm I'm going to be in struggle city. I'm going to be tapping, <laughs> and there's no way I'm tapping to a fourteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> where my where my son trains, um, one of the instructors there, his daughter. Um, is in that class as well because she's only little she's um I think she may even be a year younger than my son and she whoops his ass and I oh god it's so funny to watch because he comes out all disheveled <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just got your ass kicked by a girl <laughs> oh I love it I love it yeah no, I can't wait for him to get back to that hopefully yeah. soon yeah, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say how how are you how are you dealing with with the lockdown stuff because obviously you can't you can't work no, I mean, 
you know, I, I've always, when it comes to finances and business, I've always been very good with that side of things because my dad was oh, so bad. So having yeah. him as an example of what not to do is like, it's always, I've always kept myself in a good position. So I've been, awesome. I'm okay during this. And um, it's just boredom. Yeah, bored. I was going to say, so yeah. you've, you've managed to, so obviously finances are fine. So you've got time to just do yeah. you really. Do yeah, well, I mean, I'm, you know, in, I'm in loving reason. the time with my son and my husband and the dogs and I've got my art studio out back. So I'm painting and oh, awesome. doing things like that. So I'm keeping busy. But at the same time, it's like, I've, you know, I've always been a workaholic to the point, like just over a year ago, my accountant told me I needed to slow down and have a holiday because I, I just don't, <laughs> I don't stop. Don't stop. So, it's, yeah, it's been really hard for me in a way. Like, I've kind of lost my energy a bit because I've got nothing to do. Yeah, but, I get, I get you. My, my, my wife is in a, in, a, in a similar sort of situation with that where she, she's a hairdresser by trade. So that's her artwork, you might say. So she's, yeah. um, she's to be fair, she's actually really shit art at it, but I'm not going to tell her to her face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she's she's sort of lost her mojo a bit now because she's been out of work since December. Well, she was back in December. Now she's out of work again. And yeah. I was like, oh, are you excited if they lift these lockdown regs and you can go out and do some bits and bobs? And she's like, I'm not really itching to go back yet. I haven't really got my mojo. So mm kind of need you to go back though because can't just live off my wage at the minute <laughs> but yeah. she'll, she'll get there she'll get there um but yeah it's like i can tell that she is itching for sort of adult company because every time i come home she she's in a her bog standard i'm going to annoy you to get attention mood like oh. she, she likes it she likes to do scare cams and things like that on me. I've got a, like a five minute video of her doing different scares that she's done throughout the year. She was actually nice. quite funny. Um, but it's like, she's just like, oh, I need the attention. Give me some attention. I've been with the kids all day. It's like, oh, I get it. I've been at work all day though. So can I have five minutes? Or... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a difficult one because. Yeah. I think it'd be worse. We would be a lot worse if I wasn't still working. Like, l luckily, I need to go into work. That that's a that's a, a thing that I need to do because I'm a I'm technically a key worker. Um, but if we were if we were both furloughed in the same house, I think we'd drive each other mad. I think. Well, that's like me and my husband have been because he's a musician, so he's can't tour. He, you know, yeah, he's been yeah. very restricted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah very much so but he's been writing his book and he's been writing new music I, I, and I was, go, I was gonna say is he is he using that time to write new material and and, and other things yeah yeah they're working on it working on a new album so that's good um yeah and he's um, he's finished his book so he's um working on getting a literary agent for that and yeah uh, so he's also, kept busy also. but we're in the same house around each other yeah well, you know, I married him because he's a musician, so he goes off on tour for months at a time. Yes. I have my space. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, give me my space. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> uh, I, I find that I get that right, but back in in normal fucking reality, and um, if if the missus is saying she's going off to see her mates or whatever, and, and for whatever reason that's cancelled, it's like. Oh, that, that's that's annoyed me now because yeah. I thought you were going. I thought you were going out. This yeah. was going to be my time to play Red Dead Redemption, drink all the beer in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have have some Tomo time, um, and you're you're now here, and now you're going to get annoyed because I want to watch either the football or play Red Dead, and you're going to annoy me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is I, hard. I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> I've, I've literally i've i've just released my book i did it i didn't do it through a uh, a literary agent or anything i did mine through amazon um which was quite 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 easy i got mixed reviews shall we say um okay but it was um it was a, it was a it was a process because it was going through all the different um factors that sort of went into my mental health issues that then came to the forefront 
and yeah, it was a it was a journey, we shall say, that we're still we're still going through through um through the podcast and and things like that. But yeah, mm. actually getting it, actually seeing my work in in a book was was something that was I never thought would ever happen. Um, Big achievement. It it was, and and for me, it was a huge, like a massive achievement for me. I'm I'm quite badly dyslexic, which I didn't find out until I was at college. Every yeah. everybody every, everybody at high school just thought I was fucking stupid. They were like, <laughs> "What? It's like, what is that spelling?" It's like, I, oh, I don't even know that sort of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> my handwriting was terrible, and and all this. Um, but yeah, it was like. When I when I was away on tour, I'd write things down in, in a diary and, and things like that as best I could. So I managed to take all that out and managed to put it into a nice in a nice book, which was quite funny because one of the lads from where I work read it and he came up to me and went, Tomo, that was it was a good book, mate. And I was like, Oh, it seems like there's a butt then. He went, Yeah, there's no pictures in it. I thought <laughs> I thought you military guys have pit like like photos from your like, your tours and things like that on there. And I was like, Yeah. I was like, well, I can put them in, but I've got Instagram and Facebook for that. Surely you can just look at it on there. This is the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, is that all the fucking feedback you're going to give me? You could have had some pictures of it. It's not a fucking picture book, mate. <laughs> is that anything you've ever thought about doing? A book? Uh, yeah, like a little biography of your life or anything like that. I've thought about it because it's. I've had an interest in life <laughs> but a lot happened um but it's just I, I've started writing it as well a couple of times but I just haven't I don't know I, I need I need to get my head in it to actually sit and write yeah it, but... but actually actually be in that right let's get down to it I yeah. found it a few times where I would write a couple of chapters and then I'll be like I don't know what else I can put in this and it's like, and then you, and then I'd go away, I'd leave it for a couple of days and something would like, like I'd talk to one of the mates, my mates and they'd go, oh, do you remember this? It's like, oh, hold on, let me get my phone out. I need to put that in my, in my notes. It's yeah. like I forgot loads of different bits and then they would all just come back. Yeah. Definitely. So, so you, yeah. you said, um, you said earlier that you're, you're living in Swindon. That, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Swindon. There's my claim to fame. <laughs> you were born in Swindon. I was. Yeah. Um, it was. It was Saint Mary's Hospital, which used to be the RAF hospital. It used to be a military hospital. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is now. So basically, my my dad was based at Bryce Norton, which I believe is Oxford yep. area, isn't? It? Yeah. Um, so we lived around there, and the closest military hospital was. Uh, in Swindon yeah which which is quite funny because for, for years my brother my brother's a fucking asshole for years he told me my mum's Welsh basically right so he told me for years that I was Welsh he told me I was born in Cardiff this is this is before we I had my own passport and uh, I was on my dad's passport back in back in those days that, that doesn't happen anymore um, no. so yeah I, I I thought for years that I was Welsh I was born in Cardiff I was telling everyone I'm Welsh. Used to support Wales in the Six Nations and things like that. <laughs> and you were born in Swindon. Yeah, it wasn't until I got my passport and it went Swindon on it. I was like, you fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, strange. Definitely strange. So what what else have you got planned for, for your day today? Or is it just chill? Yeah, fucking mouth stopped working then. You just chilling family wise? <laughs> um yeah well i'm gonna take the dogs out for a walk in a minute and then um i've got my sister coming around because she's in my bubble um oh i can't can't beat a bubble yeah but she's uh she is what i love her to death she's like my best friend as well but fuck she's a character and she she's got <laughs> no tattoos and she's very indecisive and she's just turned around to me the other day and was like i want this tattoo she's seen it on some show and it's like a, a like a, a cuff but it's like a pretty design. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking tattooing you because I know in like a few yeah, weeks yeah. time, 
I'm going to have to handle the shit because you don't want it anymore. And it's a tattoo. So, um, so what I've done is I've bought a load of henna. So she's come around and I said, like, for the next few months, I'll keep doing the, the design on you in henna. So you get used yeah, to yeah. it. And then if after a few months you still love it and want to get it done, then then I'll tattoo on you. So she's yeah, come around got, for... Yeah, that's got to be a difficult thing, isn't it? Especially with, because obviously it's permanent. So yeah. she'd be like, well, you did that to me. Oh. <laughs> that's your like, fault. What, I, I remember, <laughs> like, because I I'd help her out with her hair sometimes and things like that, and she would be I'd be brushing her hair and she'd be going ah fuck why are you doing it so hard and I'm like I'm not I'm just brushing your hair and she'd be like ah like giving me so much grief <laughs> so I, I remember one time I turned the brush around so it was a flat side on her head went like that and she was like ah I was like you see <laughs> <laughs> I've done hair extensions in her once and she phones me up after I've been working in a bar four o'clock in the morning crying that she hated them so i had to go around there at four o'clock in the morning after working all night in a bar to take these hair extensions out so like the thought of putting a permanent tattoo on her yeah is not appealing in any way <laughs> so and it will stick with henna for a while and then um yeah, yeah she gets i don't on. blame you i don't blame you yeah are you closer are you close at all your siblings then or is it yeah yeah i mean they know the shit out of me but yeah but we all love oh, each other of course of course yeah because me, me and my me and my brother we're we're like we were well we were both best men for each other uh, our weddings and, and whatnot we're, we're we are basically the same person apart from he's brown and i'm white oh, okay well i say he's brown he's very very tanned he should be like we we we, we do debate whether he is actually the postman's or the Okie Koki man in Malta or someone like that. We're not, we're not sure if we got to say that. Um, no, nah, we do. We do. We, we do. We just see. Um, but yeah, we, we when we were growing up, we were in was What is there? There's four years between us, but we, it was like there wasn't an age gap, really. We had those yeah. obviously awkward years where I was, I would have been like four and he would have been eight and that sort of thing. We were still all right there. And then obviously when he became a teenager, we sort of drifted. But when, when I became sort of 16 17 18 back back to being best mates again it was brilliant and like you said with your your sister love being your best mate i saw something the other day and it was like you can't you can't be good friends with your family i was like well you can definitely you can can i was like how is that that's not true not having it like it yeah we annoy the shit out of each other don't get me wrong we've had some absolute proper barneys like oh yeah extreme barneys where he split my lip open before and broke my nose and all sorts That's of like that. me and my younger brother <laughs> but, yeah but but this, this the funny thing is it's it's always me that starts it because i'm the gobby one i'm yeah i'm the i'll, I'll chop off to him and he'll go look I'm, I'm just gonna i'm gonna lay you out in a minute i'm like yeah go on in thinking i'm billy big bollocks and then next thing i know i'm like ah <laughs> yeah we there's a there's a good story of um we we went on our first like it was like a lad's holiday just me and my brother <laughs> like a lad's holiday just me and my brother and we went to uh we went to spain uh to visit my auntie and i must have had the worst luck throughout the whole day so we started off um we went to the beach and we were messing about we bought a skimboard and i'm probably the most clumsy person you'd ever meet ever so I've thrown the skim wall down. I've gone to jump on, but it's just literally shot out from underneath me. And I've done like a somersault, landed on my hip, got up like an old man, got fucking hip. <laughs> and he went, right, we'll just, we'll, we'll chill out. We'll get in the sea, have a little chill out. So we're messing about in the sea, playing, um, I don't know, we're playing catch or something stupid. Uh, next thing I know, I'm like, ah, ah, what the fuck was that? Look down, split me foot open on a rock. So my foot, oh my God. blood everywhere. And we're like, right, that's it. Let's get let's get home, have a few tinnies, and we'll get out on it. I was like, yeah, sweet. So get out on it. Next thing, we're getting called into a bar by one of those reps. They're like, oh, you come in, have, a, have some shots on us. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. Um, get challenged to the punch bag machine, as we do. And the bloke basically rips us off. And we're like, oh, fucking hell, we lost another God knows how many euros. Next, next one, we're in the next bar. 
I go and do a shot, get the Sambuca stuck to my hand, can't get it off. <laughs> Ma managed to get it off, and I've got a blister that goes from my pinky to my thumb. So there was, it was huge. I don't even know. I was like, fuck. And then, uh, yeah, then a few more bevies later, properly off our tits, and uh, Darren buys me this kebab, and I'm properly steamboat. Like, I can't even see straight drunk. And for some reason, I don't even know where it came from. I was like, oh, I hate Irish people. I don't even know where that came from. And he was like, what are you talking about? Your granddad's Irish. I'm like, ah, whatever. Hate him. Don't even, know, don't even know where it came from. And he went, look, I've got your kebab. Trying to look after me. And I go, I don't want your kebab. Throw it in his face. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm on the floor. Lips split open. Blood pissing everywhere. And then we get up and we're all right. It was like nothing happened. Walking around. Singing and dancing. <laughs> it's like that. I think that is when you know you've got a, a, a true friend as well as a, a brother. It's like I've had Barney's and all my mates, but it's when you can just sort of get over it. Like, yeah, yeah. I've never been one for holding grudges with with anyone. Like I've had on 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 the podcast itself um, when I I made a little mini documentary about um, going through my mental health issues my book so the all these different things that i've done to try and better myself and uh basically get through all the all these mental blocks that i've got to try and show other people that it's okay to have some sort of issue it, it won't hold you back but still yeah. i get i get trolled i get um hateful comments like in my in my reviews of my books i've had people slagging me off left right and center and it's like i don't even deserve that that's not even no but uh, like i said to my brother my brother was like mate I, it's all right don't worry about it. just don't read them like oh, I, I can't not read them for whatever reason i'm like compelled to have a little look but anyway it's like i was saying I, I i don't hold a grudge on, on on these people because i'm not that type of person anymore like back in back in the olden days i probably would i probably would never but like now it's like that's your opinion. If you don't like it, don't read, don't watch, don't listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And have you, have you, do you get any of that sort of stuff with your artwork or your or your profiles or anything like that? Hopefully not. Not too much. Um, no, That's I good. just, I don't, I don't give a shit to be honest either. Like, then Brilliant. I don't know <laughs> these people, so I don't really care what their opinion is of me. Yeah, yeah. You know? I've got my friends, I've got my family, you know, they know me, they know I'll do anything for them. And I'll, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes as well. I do a lot of charity work and things like that. I just don't make a big deal of it because it's yeah, not why that's I'm doing the thing. it. So if somebody wants to judge me that doesn't even know me, then they've got yeah, issues. I love that. I love that. It, it's, it seems like that they, they're the issue with themselves. Yeah. These, these people. Troll. It's like they're not happy in their own life that they have to put that out yeah. onto other people. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like you just said, you you do things for for different charities, and and you're not making a singing don dance, singing dance about 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 it. And I I do the same. I, I'm start. I'm doing a uh, a football match that's gonna, supposed to be happening in July. Um, to, to aid with uh, a company called Rock to Recovery and um, Mind Rock Soldiers. Rock to Recovery? Yeah. It, that's American, that charity, isn't it? No, no. Well, there might be one. Uh, they're, they're down, they're a, uh, they started as a part of the Royal Marines charity. Okay. And I believe that they're, they're into, obviously, rock because they're yeah. on their on their on their uh, logo they've got a, a guitar and what have you going up there yeah because um the i've got friends musicians in america that are part of rock to recovery like sunny oh, mayo and stuff yeah yeah oh awesome awesome yeah they, i think it's a it's a big uh, big collaboration i believe and they help with uh, a lot of veterans uh, no matter what they're we call it a cat badge but whatever regiment they they've been in and i was like they're brilliant i love that yeah because a lot of these charities they're like oh no not going to touch that um mm. but yeah that, that that's one of them and the other one is mind soldiers um which is started with um uh i can't remember his surname now but it's rob 
Oh, bollocks. I always do that. Rob. And the other one is um, Tamar Hussain, who is obviously must have heard of him from the business and and um, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, they, they deal with uh, with mental health stuff. And it's like, I'm, I'm doing stuff for that. I'm doing other bits. I'm going to be starting a um, support group type network as well. It's like, you don't see the other things and also you don't see what your your hurtful comments are going to do with to someone like like if i wasn't in the place i am now if i was where i was almost two years ago um when i first started the podcast you trolling me like this is going to send me in a in a spiral and yeah we're having an and especially in, in today's climate we're having enough trouble with people with mental health issues as it is yeah um with, with the suicide rate and depression going up and also, yeah it's, it's like, really bad and i like to stand by this sort of motto mantra whatever you want to call it is just simply don't be a dick yeah <laughs> you've got you've yeah. got people with the, with the be kind yeah that, that's good everybody should be kind anyway but don't be a dick don't yeah if you open up your laptop and you see something and you're like i'm going to give a negative comment just stop and think don't be a dick yeah, who's it benefit? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't benefit anyone. It'll make you feel no. good for about five seconds, but then you've got all that toxic, negative shit that you've got putting onto other people. That's in your brain, and yeah, that's gonna that's gonna bring you down at some point. And who are you, are you gonna call to? Or are you, are you gonna call on then? Exactly. Exactly. Pricks. <laughs> well, that took a lovely tangent. That went from. Me getting punched by my brother to say I love tangents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love rock to recovery. Going back to your point with um the, the American stuff as well. I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, dude, I'm gonna take up too much more of your time because uh okay. I think we're almost almost an hour in. And I find that if I spend too long in the shed, I get in trouble in, in, in the house. And I find, and and I also find that if you if you if you go on like a, I, I always use Joe Rogan as a sort of example, like yeah, Joe like Rogan is like two two and a half three hour long podcast. At some point, you're going to go. Oh, I've got something else to do. Um, yeah. And and I don't want that. I don't want that people to like be listening to the show and then going, oh, I'm fucking three hours in. I ain't going to listen to that one. And. <sighs> Uh, and yeah, I've had, I've had a, a few where I've had the likes of Mason Jones on, who talks for Wales, um, and it's like Jesus Christ, Mason, I've I got to go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sundays is podcast and family day, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a bit more time with um, with the girls because I'm sure they're awesome. gonna annoy me some more. And uh, I hope you enjoy um, taking the dogs out. Yeah, and a bit more a bit more time with the boy. Yeah, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having privilege. me. Okay. No, no problem. Anytime. Okay, bye. Cheers. <laughs>